The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, November 22nd. Happy Thanksgiving week. We are going to break down the Monday Night Football game between the Buccaneers and the Giants on uh, New York. We'll go on the road to play Tampa. And I believe the Bucks' first home game in roughly a month. Tom Brady's coming off back-to-back losses. He is angry! And uh, we will probably... Be talking about whether he can cover the 11-point spread. If you want to, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. You can watch the shows there. We do live recaps of Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, Thursday Night Football. I guess we'll do a live Thanksgiving recap. I'll probably be for, I'll be, I'll literally be in my parents' basement if that's everything you've ever wanted to see. is a, a live show on Thursday evening. And joining uh, me to break down this game. And a, a DFS, if you want to see me and Sully break down DFS, you can do that on YouTube as well. Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, bud? What's up, Will? How you doing? I'm tired. I feel you. Thanksgiving break. Thank goodness I can now drive around the state of North Carolina multiple days in a row. <laughs> this, really is a, like, this is a weird week, though. Like, it's because, yeah, we're running around, but it's still like, I mean, other people, you have it off. Like, you know, my girlfriend, she's off on like Tuesday yeah. now and she's out for the rest of the week. We're like, we do a little You're extra working work. working more. We got extra games more work. going on. Yeah. We're going to be having a, bunch a, of food. a jam-packed Thanksgiving preview for us coming up. That's right. We got to do more previews at weirder times. It interrupts the flow. I mean, I don't, I mean like, nobody cares. Nobody cares about the sports writers complaining about their job. Um, I just, I mean, I can feel, I can feel the long season wearing on me on, on, yeah. um, on this Monday morning. But we're still going to find a way to give out some winners. Let's look really quickly at last week's or last Thursday's uh, recap to see how we did. I requested from our uh, our, our high end graphics department. A, a graphic to display how we did and actually producer Chris, who's thriving in this role, stepped up and busted out a cool graphic for us. As you can see, two and two. Um, and I'm, this is not me nitpicking the graphic, but the first TD bets, remember, you're not, you're not, you're not thinking the first TD bets when we give those out, I mean, obviously we want them to hit. I mean, we bet on them in real life. Uh, we got the week before or we got the Monday before we got George Kittle. Um, but, if, you, if you're betting a first TD prop, you need to understand that because the odds are what they are, they are longer shots. So you know, we're not going to, it's not like I went two and two per se. Right, um, right. If I go for value too, like that's, you know, we talk about a lot, like, you know, trying to find the right value for these two. Obviously, we want to hit, but like, you're not going to go with the, you know, uh, a Damian Harris or a Ramondre Stevenson if those are like just crazy numbers. Hunter Henry gave us a little bit of 10 to one vibes, I think, 
or for maybe yeah. it was 11 to one or whatever it was at the time. I'm trying to now I'm trying to remember what um the Falcons didn't score. Oh, it was Nelson Aguilar. That's yeah. who it was. Yeah. No, Aguilar. I didn't even have him on the radar. Should have probably. Um, but yeah, we we actually we've been going lighter on these first touchdown props, and I think that's a better thing. You shouldn't, you know, if you put like a unit on Mac Jones under 33 and a half pass attempts or a unit on Kyle Pitts under receiving yards, you shouldn't put a full unit on Hunter Henry to score the first touchdown. It should be less. Hunter Henry, two touchdowns, it's like 30 to one. So put less on that. You know what I mean? Like that, I, if, if that's not obvious, it, it should be, but uh, I'm pointing it out now. So yeah, uh, decent, decent game for us. Uh, you come out in the, uh, you come out in the black. That's good, right? Yeah. Black's out, red's down. Yes. Sure. Uh, okay. Let's get to. We go from the Patriots to Tom Brady. Lovely little segue for you, our resident uh, Patriots, uh, resident yes, Patriots expert. And the Bucks are a robust eleven point favorite over the Giants with a total of fifty. Can you talk yourself, Sully, into backing? the New York football giants on Monday night football against Tom Brady is 11 point dogs. I can, it's just, I'm going to need a few drinks to actually do it. I mean, that's, <laughs> right. that's probably the only way I can think about going with it to me. I just really like the spot that the Buccaneers are in because again, you know, 11 points. I feel like a lot of people might be fading that, but when you look a little bit deeper at what they've been able to do at home this season, it's really unbelievable. Their three covers this season, their three wins against the spread, have all come at home. Their last three home games have outscored their opponents. So this is excluding that, you know, uh, that week one opener against Dallas, where they were just kind of going like a melee, and it was, you know, it was a Thursday, it was a you know season opener. Outside of that game, so their last three home games, they've outscored their opponents by twenty eight point six points per game. They're averaging forty three point six points per game, and they're seven one against the spread in their last eight home games. To me, it's just just they 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 roll at Raymond James Stadium as of late, and to me, it just makes a ton of sense to back them here. Again, eleven is a big number, especially when you start to kind of look at New York getting a lot of those guys back. Whether it's Saquon Barkley, it looks like maybe Kenny Galladay's coming back. It looks like Daniel Jones will have his full complement of weapons, but still, especially after those two losses, sandwiched in between the bye, I think the Buccaneers are going to be uh, foaming at the mouth to get a win here. Yeah, I um I wanted to back the Giants, and I think I did maybe even on the site in my picks column. So. I'm sort of, sort of reversing course a, a, a little bit here. I mean, yeah, I I, I, t- I mean, I tend to think 11 is just too many points. Right, right. And that you're going to find a way, like Daniel Jones will find a way to get through the back door. The problem is, I mean, the Giants' defense is horrendous. And Tom Brady is going to be very angry. They lost to the, at the Saints and at Washington. You know, they haven't played since the week before Halloween against the Bears when they beat them 38-3 to at home. As you point out, their home games, they have just dominated teams, with the exception of the Cowboys. That's the only game in that, that opener when everybody had tons of time to prepare. And it turns out the Cowboys are a really good team. They have beaten, they have taken bad teams to the woodshed yeah. at home. They they're just he's comfortable there. He likes showing off for the home crowd. Uh Bucks fans have, you know, sort of turned into I mean, I think Bucks have always had a pretty good crowd, but you know, you win the Super Bowl, Tom Brady comes to town. You get a little bigger fan base. These people are excited. They got winning football now. Um, so I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Bucks against the spread for the purposes of our gambling. Now, um, I actually saw. I thought I saw eleven and a half somewhere, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't. Um, excuse me. I don't hate Sully. The Bucks team total over thirty one as a wager here i would lean towards the over just like you the the problem is we could get 
you know, 38 to three. Yeah. Or 45 to three. Or I don't know, 41 to seven. It's weird just because the issue is when we're talking about this this Buccaneers team, especially at home, like we were saying, they've been blowing teams out. I mean, they, they, they're going to get to this number pretty much halfway on their own if they stick to their season average on a whole. And you can include that Dallas game. They're averaging, where is it, uh, 40, oh, yeah, 40 and a half points a game. I mean, it's just a remarkable number that they've been putting up. So, again, I like if you're going to do team totals, that probably makes a little bit more sense there than trying to rely on even Tampa, even New York trying to give you just a little bit there, whether it's, you know, 10, 15, 20 points to get us over. I like them going over 30 points for sure. I, looking at the Giants, too, they have only gone over a total of 50 uh, twice this season, I believe. Once again, at Washington in week two, when it was uh, they lost 29 to 30. Then again, against Dallas. So they've only done it on the road in div- two division games. They lost at Dallas uh, 44 to 20. We saw them against the Rams at home. They scored the two teams combined for 49 points. That's sort of the scoring that I think you could see from the Bucs and the, and the Giants, 38-11. Well, I'll tell you this, too. The, the, the one thing that can make you feel a little bit better about going over, when you're looking at it from a Giants perspective, obviously, we touched on the Tampa Bay side of it. They actually have scored more points on the road than they have at home, or at least they're averaging more points on the road, 23.3 points per game away from MetLife Stadium, around 17 points per game at MetLife Stadium. So there is something to be said there, at least from what we've seen for the first portion of this season. True that. Um, yeah, I would lean towards the over as well. I would take the team turtle over Yeah, before I took the full game over, I think. Just if only because... You could get 35 points from the Bucks, and you might not get 15 from the Giants, and that would be pretty frustrating if, if you got that. Right. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some props. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I had a few props that I liked, and I'm sure you do too. Why don't you uh, start us off? Well, I'll go Uh, with Tom Brady. Plus money prop. Yeah, let's go with Tom Brady. I I just think that, again, we were talking a lot about how Tampa Bay just takes teams to the woodshed at Raymond James Stadium, and really that's largely on the back of Tom Brady. This season, he's averaging 4.5 touchdowns, passing touchdowns at home this season, which is well over his 2.5 passing touchdowns prop at plus 110 this this, this game for tonight. So to me, again, 
you're looking at a defense in, in New York that isn't particularly that great. They've had elite quarterbacks this season throw over two touchdowns against them already, whether it's Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford. Brady is certainly in that realm, in that talent realm this season, even though he's you know old and all that stuff. He's still amongst one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, arguably in the MVP discussions, had it not been for that loss maybe to Washington last week. But ultimately, I just really love the spot that they're in. They're going to be hungry. He's one that's probably the hungriest to get back into the winning win column there. I think they'll end up showing out here, throwing well over two touchdowns. Um. Yeah, I like that. The one concern I would have is that the Giants are better against the pass than they are against the rush. But I really would be surprised if the the thing about Tom Brady and Bruce Arians versus two. I mean, this is not completely solid theory because we've seen Bill Belichick blow teams out. I mean, you know, he he's not afraid to, you know, he's not Bill Belichick's not afraid to beat the crap out of somebody. And you know, 2007 was a you know just run around and, and kill everyone season, right? But um, Bruce Arians, in particular, will just keep chucking. And Tom yeah. Brady is not doesn't mind embracing Bruce Arians' approach to throwing the football and uncorking against a bad team. Well, especially after a week where Bruce Arians publicly called out uh, the Buccaneers, calling them a dumb football team. I just think that there's a little bit of an edge going into this game more so than a typical Monday night game, you know, more, you know, Monday night games are always going to play up and all that. But this game in particular for Tampa Bay, we talk a lot about, you know, these teams that are, you know, they get blown out and it helps set them up. I mean, that really didn't do anything for us last week against Atlanta. I mean, I, I had them plus seven thinking that, okay, they got blown out by Dallas. They're going to come back in a, in a little bit more urgency. I think you're going to actually see that here with Tampa Bay where they're just pissed off because their head coach, called them out, they've lost two straight around the bye, and they're going to want to really go at it on prime time. Yeah, tend to agree. I mean, they lost the freaking Washington football team. I know. Not I don't, right. Although they're kind of hot. Health teams, to, you know, maybe Washington's well, better than we think. I don't well, know. it was we'll two see. early picks, too, by Brady there, two in the first quarter, and that kind of set you, you know. And he was embarrassed. Really. I mean, he, yeah. was, he, was, he was not thrilled about that. And, I mean, if they were to lose three straight games to non-ish playoff teams and fall to six and four, I mean, it would essentially open the division. It would make the division wide open with, uh, granted, a lot of division games left. I mean, a lot of division games left. Like, you, you have to win this game and win this one convincingly. I, I think I, I like that over on Brady's passing touchdowns. It's possible that we miss it. You know, it, it, you don't it, – it, if, if, if he threw for four or five, wouldn't shock me at all. If he threw for two, I wouldn't be shocked either. You know, right. based on like, and then Leonard Fournette has a couple of rushing touchdowns. Um, I, uh, I have Chris Godwin over 70 and a half receiving yards. I would guess that we see James Bradbury on Mike Evans a little bit more. But Possibly, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the that's the move, right? And in Godwin, yeah, maybe operating uh, out of the slot more often. He, I think he gets over that number pretty easily. Uh, I, I think Evans, you know, it gets over gets over his number. But I decided to go with his longest reception instead. Um, sometimes we'll just see Brady sort of gravitate towards Godwin like that and just eat it up and then take some shots down the field to Evans. Yeah, Godwin fits Brady a lot better than Mike Evans. I mean, Evans has that big playability down the field, those chunk plays. But Brady's, I mean, I've watched him, you know, pretty much my entire life here in New England. It was, yes, there was the Randy Moss year where he's taken the top off the defense and stuff. But we've seen those guys that are good in, you know, right off the line of scrimmage that can make cuts, that are quick, like Godwin. You know, we see that whether it's Edelman, whether it's, uh, you know, even, you know, Wes Welker, Dion Branch, Troy Brown. 
I feel like Godwin fits those guys more than Evans yeah. than anything that Evans is bringing to the table. Both super talented, but Brady's just had way more success and is way more comfortable throwing to players like Godwin. Yeah, and and he you have a you have different pathways to getting your over there. Whereas with Evans, you probably need a deep shot, you know, at some point in order to get. That's sort of why I'm going longest reception. Like he could get a 25, 26 yard carry. I mean, catch. Excuse me, and then you know, but like not end up not catching a ton of passes. Godwin, you should be able to get you know three or four underneath balls minimum. And then all of a sudden, if he's picking up yak, you get over that 70 and a half pretty easily. Or maybe he has one uh, deep ball. I actually mentioned him as uh, for, uh, I, I I'll just to circle back. Oh, no, we haven't done first touchdown. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> my brain is bush at this point. Uh, Danny Dimes over rushing yards, 20 and a half. That's I don't know, it's a little short for me. He yeah. uses his legs a lot. When they're trailing, he's scrambling. I would be shocked if he's not running more often than that. Um, I think this number is probably should be more like 25 and a half. So there's a pretty big discrepancy in 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 how I think he'll run versus the number that you're getting. Like we're probably um, you know, we're probably getting five, six, seven carries from Daniel Jones. And he's so athletic. Now they have linebackers, the Bucks do, that make it difficult to run. But um, look, man, Daniel Jones is a dangerous runner. Now, if he gets hurt, obviously it's petrifying. I feel like he actually had a ton of runs last year, or no, two years ago, in his rookie season in Tampa. Right? Didn't he have a monster game in Tampa? Am I crazy? Is that the one where he fell? Is that is no, that no, no? That was at home on primetime, uh, 2019. The his first game was Tampa. Five oh, carries. right, 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 yeah. right. Four carries, 28 yards, two rushing touchdowns is what it was. Yeah. And two passing touchdowns. He announced himself with authority. So that was his first ever NFL. No, no, he, he played a little bit in week one against Dallas in a blowout loss. But his first ever, like, real NFL action was replacing Eli when the when the Bucks were beating the crap, the James Winston Bucks were beating the crap out of the, the Giants. And he, in Tampa, Steps in and just has an unbelievable game leading the back. So I think he's got some good vibes from the stadium. Uh, they beat them then. I, I expect him to get over 20 and a half. And as I mentioned, Mike Evans, longest reception. Kyle Rudolph, anytime touchdown is six to one. He's, he's you know, he'll, Kyle Rudolph likes to finish with the stat line of, of something in the range of, you know, two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. That's a classic Kyle Rudolph line, but he has been featured uh, in, in the red zone by the Giants recently, even, you know, when Evan Ingram is, is back and playing. Yeah, with going back to the Danny Dimes one, does it change your opinion at all with the reports that Saquon Barkley is expected to play? Does that help you or does that hurt you? Because I, I think you can make a case either way. All right, it should open it up for a little bit. I mean, right. I think I think I think it helps. Yeah, I want I, Saquon I out there. It makes you know makes yeah makes Daniel Jones a little more likely to. I mean, I guess I mean it makes it maybe less likely to have rushes. But I, like, I don't think he's going to be designed runs. I think it's going to be mostly, you know, scrambling for his life because the Giants' offensive line can't hold up against the Bucks' defensive front. Um, he has been over this number. He went over this number in each of the first four games, ran a little bit less against Dallas and the Rams, went over it against Carolina, and then just hasn't had the yardage there, but had the, had the runs, but not the yardage the last two weeks. So I just think the number's kind of suppressed based on recent performance. I, yeah. I like the over there. 
All right, and I'll stick with Danny Dimes on on one here. Uh, I think it's interesting, his over 34-and-a-half pass attempts. And he's not really been one to to throw a ton, you know, in terms you know, go over this number this season. But when you look at what Tampa Bay has been forcing teams to do this season is just throw the football because they're getting out to big leads or it's turning into one of those shootouts. The Bucs are allowing opposing quarterbacks to average 39.3 pass attempts this season. It's third most in the NFL. And then when you – go at home and you kind of break it down even further. It's an NFL leading 44.3 pass attempts per game by opposing quarterbacks. And like we said, that's because they're, you know, they're coming out to these big leads. These teams have to all of a sudden abandon the run, start throwing it all over the field just to keep up with Brady and company with an 11 point spread to me. I just think that we're in for another one of those type of games where they're going to have to throw a little bit more than usual to keep up with the Buccaneers. What we say it was uh, 34 and a half. I don't hate that at all. That's a pretty good bet. And then, Likely, but, I mean, assuming he plays a full game, right? Right. And exactly. you can't run against the Bucks. Probably going to have to throw somewhere in the range of 35, 40, 45 times, which is crazy for somebody like Jones, who, you know, you don't really want him to, you do not want him throwing that many times, but you know, they've been forcing, forcing opposing quarterbacks to do that. Last one for me, uh, Fournette. Rushing attempts over 14 and a half. Giants aren't particularly great against the runner. At least, like you said, that's the weaker point to that defense. He's averaged 12.4 carries this season per game. But when they've actually been going good, when the Buccaneers have been playing well, he's been getting a ton of carries. Over the last two weeks, the numbers kind of dipped down a little bit. I think one was even in like the single digits. But I do think that maybe they recalibrate a little bit and say, hey, listen, we can run the football here, especially maybe in the second half where – if they gain a, a decent enough lead coming out of the break where you can just start handing off and feeding Fournette at the rock there. To me, that one, I, I like to. Yeah, I almost added that one myself. And I bet that that goes up to 15 and a half maybe by the time that the game kicks off. The only the only issue I think you could run into is do, you know, do the Bucks have such a big lead that they actually turn towards um, like Giovanni Bernard and, and Ronald Jones, which is something they've done before, but they're not really scared about giving Fournette. Ah, man, I guess it, I guess he hadn't been over. He went over that for. He's only been over that three times. Yeah, but over the course of of course of like when they were really rolling, you know, the last two weeks here in between that buy, it's really kind of fallen off. But even before that, you know, the game right before what was that game they lost before the buy? Was that uh the Saints game? The Saints game. So you know, outside of that. He's been getting double-digit carries. He's kind of been flirting around, you know, not necessarily this number, but he's he's been involved. No, I think this is a good, I think it's a good bet. I like it. I like the over. I mean, it, look, these numbers, these props are oftentimes created based. I mean, I mean, no kidding, but like based on previous performance, right? You take the mean um, of the of the previous performance, right? Like you toss out the twenty-two and you toss out the four, and then you know you average let's see can i can i control no, i can't, probably can't do that um, i'm not going to do a bunch of math here but i mean that's if you if you if you get the mean number of his rush attempts this so far this season it's probably 14 or 14 yeah. and a half um and then you factor in you juice it up a little bit wouldn't be surprised to see it move up i like that uh, i like that bet a lot um all right first touchdown score to me i'm going with gronk i mean you know we're seeing if we gronk is 100 good to go right I think so. It seems like it doesn't seem like he's not good to go. Right? I think that's the <laughs> best way that I can say it. Um, you know, we have to wait and obviously wait and see, I guess. But all indications are that he's going to play in this game. And so to me, 11 to one with a guy like that, where Brady just absolutely will look to him 
whether it's either him or Mike Evans, who he's going to look at first and foremost when they get into the red zone. And for somebody with 11 to one odds, um, I'm absolutely taking Gronk here. Yep. Uh, Gronk is certainly on the list. I have, uh, I have Chris Godwin at plus 650. I realize that number is disgusting. I mean, I don't know who else you could really look for other than, I mean, Devontae Booker, 12 to one. No, thank you. Evan Ingram, 18 to one. I, I thought about, I just think the tight ends are in, in play here. Yep. Daniel Jones, 20 to one is, is probably bettable as well. If yeah, you I didn't see Giants- that earlier. I was looking for him. I didn't see where he, they might, they must've just put that on. Oh, actually I was looking at my local, not on, uh, he I is, didn't, uh, didn't see on Caesars. Uh, he's not even on Caesars. Cause that's how that, that was- 35 to one is a bet. That's a good one. Yeah. So I, I'll, um, uh, Chris, if we could add, I'll add Kyle Rudolph. Like I'm going to put $25 on Kyle Rudolph. Sure. At, 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 I, I bet him at 40 to one on my site. Um, the Caesars numbers are a little bit squeezed. There's just, I mean, th- we talk about this every week, I feel like, but um, uh, PH at the back end for Rudolph. Um, the, uh, uh, the, like they just, they've, they shrunk the numbers down. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. I mean, Scotty Miller's 19 to one. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Scotty Miller should be 50 to one to score the first touchdown. What I mean, what are we doing? Tyler Johnson is 15 to one to score the first touchdown. These are unfair markets. That's tough. That's that's tough. I do like Saquon though. Uh, plus 750. I don't think that's terrible. No, it's not crazy. I, you know, because I mean, if you look, I think four nets like at Caesars, he's like, he's the 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 four, most four and a half one. to one. He's under yeah. four and a half to one for friends. What are we doing? So if you're I mean, if I, if I'm getting what I consider to be if if healthy a better running back, yeah, you know, at, 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 again, watch if he's going to play. Make sure that he is. It, it, all signs point to him being expected to play. All good signs there. So it, it would really seem to have to take something drastic for him not to play tonight. So, but if you're telling me again, tough defense. Obviously, the Buccaneers are good against the run. But when you get into that area. You tend to lean on your best players, and Saquon's their most talented guy, and he's at a key position that can score a touchdown. So plus 750 for somebody like that, I would absolutely take that. Yeah, and again, my rant is just the same. It's like these guys are – the Giants are an 11-point dog on the road. Maybe the Bucs defer, and the Bucs don't have a great defense. But like Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay, Evan Ingram, those guys should not be under 20-1. to If you have three Buccaneers players under – 10 to like under seven to one. I mean, this is just unfair like numbers that don't equal the inactual betting market. Or maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe this is fair and the previous betting market was wildly out of whack and easily exploitable. I don't know. Um, but we'll, uh, uh, just sprinkling on these, you know, Godwin's plus 650, not ideal. But if we hit those, I mean, certainly I'll take credit, but you know, like I'll, oh, I mean, I'm absolutely take, taking credit. Yeah, what you, come yeah. on now. I mean, please, who like, I'll probably put, put 25 to one on Kyle, or 25 bucks on Kyle Rudolph and then like, or maybe maybe fifteen bucks on Kyle Rudolph and and um, I don't know fifty bucks on Gronk and, and Godwin and you and you hope you hit and if you hit you're feeling great and you you've paid off your entire uh, you know bets for the for the game and if we hit our props all of a sudden you're rolling and you're like up fifteen units or something like that so that's why we like to get weird on these first touchdown scores all right we're gonna go do some DFS on the YouTube's thanks for listening to the podcast excited for the game. We'll, of course, have much more this week, previewing so, so many terrible, terrible games on Thanksgiving. Sully, I'll see you on the flip side. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.